the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. I am so tired of people being told what they can and cannot say, what they should and should not say. Now, there are, of course, circumstances in which, you know, it's appropriate that someone says, you know, you work for me and therefore I don't want you to go on some Twitter rant about Black Lives Matter or whatever, whatever it is. See, I'm even afraid to say that because now someone will try to say that I spoke disparagingly of Black Lives Matter when in fact I didn't. I just mentioned it. See, this is where we are. Now, even worse is that there are debate teams and, you know, young people debate up through college. They debate. I'm sure even in law school, there are debates. We're supposed to have debates in politics but fewer and fewer people want to put themselves on the line to debate. I wonder why that is. But in the world of debate now, we have some really crazy stuff going on. Crazy. Like you will fail this debate if you say fill in the blank. Uh, You're not going to believe what I am going to read to you, but I'm going to read it to you. And that's coming up. Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Once in a while, I read a piece in the Free Press or the Wall Street Journal or somewhere, somebody's Substack, and it really screams out at me that I need to share it. And this is one of those. This was in the Free Press, Barry Weiss's publication. Here's the headline. At high school debates, debate is no longer allowed. I'll read that to you again. At high school debates, debate is no longer allowed. I know you're scratching your head. You're going, I'm sorry, what? At national tournaments, judges are making their stances clear. Students who argue capitalism can reduce poverty or Israel has a right to defend itself will lose. No questions asked. You think I'm kidding. You think this is a spoof. This is not real. (laughs) It's real. And I'm going to share with you something that If you're a parent, if you're a student, if you're a human being in America that cherishes freedom of speech, this will rightly piss you off. And I hope you stay pissed off enough to maybe do something about it. Speaking of doing something about it, I have some breaking news. Genucel has upgraded their most popular package to feature their top selling deep firming vitamin C serum plus ultra retinol moisturizer with natural retinol alternative. Oh, this stuff is so great. Right now, take advantage of this limited time package upgrade for 70% off. So why waste your money and your time on going to get work done on your face when you can get Genucel skincare shipped right to your front door? Here's a Genucel.com review from Robert in Blessing, Texas, and bless his heart. Quote, I purchased Genucel as a gift for my girlfriend. She said she saw results so fast, we joined their concierge program immediately. It's honestly the best skincare she's ever used and is extremely impressed with all the Genucel products. 
Hey, guess what? So am I. Her skin is noticeably softer and smoother. So is mine. I can see and feel a difference too. She was already beautiful and Genucel has made her more beautiful. It's so sweet. Genucel's secret is a family recipe for over 20 years that makes it safe for all skin types and perfect for both men and women. So I hope Robert's using it too. It's made by a compounding pharmacist in small batches, always safe, cruelty-free, and natural. So go to genucel.com slash Michelle. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Michelle with one L and save over 70% off Genucel's most popular package featuring both the Genucel Ultra Retinol and Genucel Firming Serum. Do not wait. Go to Genucel.com slash Michelle, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Michelle with one L. Get a complimentary spa essentials box with every package order plus free upgrade to priority shipping. Genucel.com slash Michelle, Genucel.com slash M-I-C-H-E-L-E. At high school debates, debate is no longer allowed. This, this is one of the craziest things I've seen in a long time. I'm going to, this is by James Fishbach. Again, it appeared in uh, the free press for free people the Barry Weiss publication. And this was published just a few days ago. He writes, my four years on a high school debate team in Broward County, Florida, taught me to challenge ideas, question assumptions, and think outside the box. It also helped me overcome a terrible childhood stutter. And I wasn't half bad. I placed ninth in my first time at the National Speech and Debate Association Nationals, sixth at the Harvard National, and was runner up at the Emory National. So you see that the debating has great benefits for kids. They learn to argue their points. They learn to counter argue other people's points. They might even overcome a stutter. They think critically. He goes on after college between 2017 and 2019, I coached a debate team at an underprivileged high school in Miami. There I witnessed the pillars of high school debate start to crumble. Since then, the decline has continued from a competition that rewards evidence and reasoning to one that punishes students for what they say and how they say it. He goes on to give some background. Imagine a high school sophomore on the debate team. She's been given her topic about a month in advance, but she won't know who her judge is until hours before her debate round. So again, you're going to be judged in this debate by a single or a panel of judges, and you don't find out anything about them till an hour before you debate. And you would think, well, that shouldn't matter because judges at a debate are going to be open-minded and, you know, clear thinkers and open to alternative ideas. Okay. During that time squeeze, perhaps she'll pace the halls as I did at the 2012 national tournament in Indianapolis. She'll scroll on her phone to look up her judge's name on Tabroom, which is a public database maintained by the NSDA. That's where judges post quote unquote paradigms, which explain what they look for during a debate. If a judge prefers competitors not spread, that means speak a mile a minute, debaters will moderate their pace. If a judge emphasizes impacts, the reason why an argument matters, debaters adjust accordingly. So for those of you who are sports fans, it's like knowing that uh, before you go into this NBA game, you know what these refs, this one guy calls traveling a lot more than the average ref. Let's be really 
make sure we're mindful of that as we go into this game. Or it, this officiating team at this NFL game, they, they call holding a ton. Watch your holding, okay? Just know that that's what we're up against. So you go into a debate and you can learn about your judge and understand what they might look for. But let's say when the high school sophomore clicks to broom, again, this database, she sees that her judge is Lila Lavender, the 2019 national debate champion, whose paradigm reads, and I quote, and this is real, quote, before anything else, including being a debate judge, I am a Marxist, Leninist, Maoist. I cannot check the revolutionary proletarian science at the door when I'm judging. I will no longer evaluate and thus never vote for rightist, capitalist, imperialist positions slash arguments. Examples of arguments of this nature are as follows. Fascism good, capitalism good, imperialist war good, neoliberalism good, defenses of U.S. or otherwise bourgeois nationalism, Zionism or normalizing Israel, colonialism good, U.S. white fascist policing good, etc. I mean, first of all, wow. I mean, that's, she's put a lot out there. And again, before being a debate judge, first and foremost, <laughs> before anything else, including being a debate judge, I'm a Marxist, Leninist, Maoist. I cannot check the revolutionary proletarian science at the door while I'm judging. She's not objective. It's not that she cares how fast you speak or what your impact points are. It's she is not objective. She's not, she's bringing her politics to the debate with her. So now, how does that sophomore feel as she walks into her debate round? How will knowing that information about the judge change the way she makes her case? Traditionally, high school students would have encountered a judge like former West Point debater Henry Smith, whose paradigm asked students to, quote, focus on clarity over speed and reminds them that, quote, every argument should explain exactly how they win the debate. Ah, so that's his paradigm. Focus on clarity over speed, and every argument should explain exactly how you're going to win the debate. Every argument. Okay, now I know what I'm dealing with. But there's no ideology there, or no politics. And that's probably how it should be. In the past few years, however, judges with paradigms tainted by politics and ideology are becoming common. Here's another example. Debate judge Shubham Gupta's paradigm reads, quote, if you are discussing immigrants in a round and describe the person as illegal, I will immediately stop the round, give you the loss with low speaks. That's low speaker points. Give you a stern lecture and then talk to your coach. I will not have you making the debate space unsafe. Again, there's that, that term of being unsafe because somebody said a word unsafe. To me, unsafe means going to certain parts of Chicago and knowing people uh, don't feel like they're going to face any criminal repercussions for shooting me. But that's just me. Debate judge Kriti Sharma concurs under her list of things that will cause you to automatically lose. Number three is, quote, referring to immigrants as illegal. 
Should a high school student automatically lose and be publicly humiliated for using a term that's not only ubiquitous in media and politics, but accurate? Once students have been exposed to enough of these partisan paradigms, they internalize that point of view and adjust their arguments going forward. That's why you rarely see students present arguments in favor of capitalism, defending Israel, or challenging affirmative action. Most students choose not to fight this coercion. They see it as a necessary evil that's required to win debates and secure the accolades, scholarships, and college acceptance letters that come along with winning. Do you see what happened there? Most college sophomores, juniors are going to go, oh, I can't defend Israel. So I guess I'll write something else and do what the judge wants to hear in order to win this debate. I'm going to say what the judge wants to hear so I can win. You're hearing me right, and I hope you're really internalizing what I'm saying. I'm going to say what this person wants so I can win the debate. I'm going to check my ideology at the door to conform to the judge's ideology so that I win this debate. And I'm sure that these judges with their paradigms are hoping, you know, over time, we're going to convince these kids that, that this is the way to think. On paper, the NSDA rejects what Lavender, Gupta, and Sharma are doing. Its rules state, and I quote, judges should decide the round as it is debated, not based on their personal beliefs. Unquote. Founded in 1925, the NSDA chooses the debate topics and facilitates hundreds of tournaments, including the annual national tournament starting June 11th in Arizona this year, where 6,000 students from across the country will compete. Imagine that you're going in 6,000 students competing. And you know that there's, there are rewards to this if you do well. The NSDA did not respond to emails and phone calls asking for comment before this story went to press. They did not respond. Now, remember I mentioned Tabroom. It's this uh, this clearinghouse this where you're able to look at the judges and their paradigms. A random scroll th- through Tabroom reveals there are still sane judges out there. Here's one. Quote, I've been a trial lawyer for 25 years, reads Amanda Marshall's paradigm. I like clash, quality evidence from qualified sources, comparative analysis, and crystallization in last rebuttals. Don't take anything for granted. You have to explain your arguments, why your evidence is compelling, and how the arguments weigh in the round. It's your job to persuade me and communicate your positions in a way that is effective. That is how you will win my ballot. I don't like whining, personal attacks, dominance, aggression, and disrespect. I do appreciate professionalism, kindness, and integrity. I didn't hear anything about ideology in there. Nothing about politics. Just be professional, treat people nicely, and drill your points home, make a good case. Here's another paradigm from debate judge Steve McCartney. Quote, my favorite debates are rigorous but friendly. I actually appreciate when one debater accepts one of their opponent's arguments as valid, but still persuades me that they should win the round. I will make my decision based on who is the most persuasive, but persuading me will be done by showing with evidence that one side upholds their value and criterion better than the other side. 
In order to do this, a debater must speak slowly and clearly enough for me to hear and understand the arguments. I'm getting the sense that a lot of the debaters speak fast, as I often do to try to get a bunch into my podcast. I'll try to slow down. This article continues. Unfortunately for students and their parents, there are countless judges at tournaments across the country whose biased paradigms disqualify them from being impartial adjudicators of debate. From, quote, I will drop America first framing in a heartbeat to, quote, I will listen to conservative leaning arguments, but be careful, unquote. Judges are making it clear they are not only tilting the debate in a left-wing direction, they will also penalize students who don't adhere to their ideology. We have talked so often on this podcast about things leaning so far to the left in academia, in even medicine, in law schools, uh, in sports competition, in almost every facet of life. But debate, debate is supposed to have more than one side to an issue and to disqualify someone because they have a different opinion from yours. In the past year, Lindsay Schrodick has judged over 120 students at tournaments in Massachusetts, New York, and New Jersey. The NSDA has certified her with its, quote, cultural competency badge which indicates she has completed a brief online training module in evaluating students with consideration for their identity and cultural background. Until last month, Schrodeck's paradigm told debaters, quote, if you are white, don't run arguments with impacts that prim primarily affect people of color. These arguments should belong to the communities they affect. Recently, her paradigm was updated to eliminate that quote. Isn't that interesting? When I asked her why, Schrodeck told me she didn't eliminate the idea itself and that she, quote, doesn't know if it's exactly my place to say what arguments will or won't make marginalized communities feel unsafe in the debate space. See, here's the thing. If you feel unsafe because of words... This is, this is, this is such a trend here in America lately. I don't feel safe. I remember when Ellen DeGeneres, Megyn Kelly was on her show and said, Ellen, wouldn't you want to interview Donald Trump? No, I wouldn't feel safe. Why? What's he going to do? Punch you? Shoot you? Shove you? Doubtful. So she wouldn't feel safe because their values or ideas don't align. That's not really a factor in safety. And if you don't feel safe because someone shares a different point of view, oh my, then, then we're all unsafe. I mean, that's, and then by using that term unsafe, you are you're pushing this idea on people that oh, you're not safe to be around people who disagree with you. I would say that's insane and ridiculous. And I'm sorry. Safety, unsafe, those are the wrong words. 
Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names can never hurt me is what I learned a long time ago. And boy, is it stuck with me. So I don't feel unsafe when someone calls me all the names people have been calling me over the last year or so. That doesn't make me feel unsafe, especially in a debate hall. So again, there's that idea. By the way, this this woman said, um, if you are white, don't run arguments that with impacts that primarily affect people of color. It's so interesting, given that the woman who wrote White Fragility is white, about how she views white people's inability to, to discuss racism. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Uh Again, the author of the article, I disagree in debate, quote unquote, unsafe conversations should be encouraged, even celebrated. How better for young people from all backgrounds to bridge the divides that tear us apart and to discover what unites them. The debate I knew taught me to think and learn and care about issues that affected people different from me. We've come a long way from the 2004 Democratic National Convention when an obscure state senator from Illinois named Barack Obama said, quote, if there's a child on the south side of Chicago who can't read, that matters to me, even if it's not my child. If there's an Arab American family being rounded up without the benefit of an attorney or due process, that threatens my civil liberties. If that fun, it's that fundamental belief, I am my brother's keeper, I am my sister's keeper, that makes this country work. It's what allows us to pursue our individual dreams, yet still come together as a single American family. 20 years ago, the NSDA I knew encouraged me to think and speak about how policies and issues impacted different communities. Not anymore. One judge gives people of color priority in her debates. In general, students voluntarily and mutually disclose their evidence to their opponents before the debate round, as both teams benefit from spending more time with the other's team's evidence. But ex-Braithwaite, who's judged 169 debate rounds with 340 students, has her own disclosure policy in her paradigm, which uses a racial epithet. Number one, the N-word don't have to disclose to you. Number two, disclose to the N-word. This is racial discrimination, of course. If you're black, you get to keep your evidence to yourself and have a competitive advantage. If you're not black, you must disclose all of your evidence to your opponent and accept a competitive disadvantage. 
Students who win under this rubric may view their victory as flawed, as if their win isn't a reflection of their hard work. Those who lose may view this as the singular reason for their loss, even if it wasn't. Students suffer, and so do the sportsmanship and camaraderie that high school debate was once known for. Editor's note, one day after this story published, the NSDA released a statement on Twitter stating in part, quote, our judge training materials in partnership with the National Federation of State High School Associations provide best practices for adjudicating speech and debate, such as judges should decide the round as it is debated, not based on their personal beliefs. Tabroom.com is a project of the National Speech and Debate Association, and its purpose is to provide a tournament management system for debate and speech tournaments worldwide. The 47,000 judge paradigms housed therein represent the opinions and viewpoints of the individual paradigm authors. Schools or or other organizations that use Tabroom.com to hire judges are free to evaluate those paradigms before engaging their services. Again, uh, James Fishback concludes his article by saying, think back to that high school sophomore who's nervously pacing before an NSDA debate. Before she enters her round, she reads her judge's paradigm and says to herself, I'm going to lose. Her loss won't be because her argument lacked evidence or support. Her argument simply doesn't conform to her judge's ideology. Imagine her disappointment and hopelessness. Imagine her weeks of research and rehearsal. She never had a shot. I would say that I would hope that any of these debate organizations that do set up these debates and find their judges from this database do not hire judges with such paradigms. I credit this author for doing such a good job of painting a picture of someone who is prepared and prepared and prepared for debate about ideas and evidence and arguments and impact and winning on evidence and finding out hours before all of these things about the judge they're about to face that I'm done. I'm losing this debate. I'm on the pool deck with Katie Ledecky. I got no shot. It's got to stop. It just has to stop. Argument has to be free. Speech has to be free. Speech isn't unsafe. Speech isn't unsafe. No matter how egregious it may sound to you, Yours, you may consider yours just innocent, nice little speech, and it may may be determined by someone to be unsafe. The shoe may get onto the other foot someday. Think about that. Uh, Maybe we'll have James Fish back on. At high school debates, debate is no longer allowed. Think about that. Thanks for listening. As always, be brave and do good. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.